3: In three, two,
2: one. I saw a father saying goodbye to his child with a profound disability
4: yesterday. It really is harrowing. It's so
3: important that people who have a large following are aware of the impact they can
5: have in the messaging that they put out.
2: The lack of communication to their
4: customers is terrible, you know, and I'm
2: embarrassed. We're the one for Cork and ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call
3: 0818 96 96, 96.
2: Extra WhatsApp 083 396
3: Email opinion at 96fm.ie
2: The lines are live Let's
3: kickstart the conversation
2: This is the Opinion Line With PJ Coogan
3: On Cork's 96fm
2: Hey
6: Three more sleeps to go There you go (laughs) I love that In fact I'm almost I'm almost thinking I should probably just dump that usual music and just Get a bit Christmassy, I don't know why should I? I'll get killed for it, but I don't care. Good morning to you. 0818 96 96 96 is the number. of The text or WhatsApp is 083 396 96 96. And your email is opinion at 96fm.ie3. Sleeps to Christmas 3 days, I always get confused actually between the sleeps and the nights I, I just do, whether it's days or whatever they are, but it's three sleeps anyway uh, to Christmas we were having a lot of people contacting us yesterday about um, television stuff, you know, and I'm still looking for your favourites before we get into the various topics of conversation of the day but we're looking ahead as well later with Crossy to the Christmas television and streaming highlights for me, Christmas... You're going to laugh here now, other than Mrs. Brown's boys and the likes. I actually spend hours and hours and hours and hours watching the darts. I was at it last night. Uh, But people were getting onto us yesterday for their particular Christmas moments, because I mentioned this movie in passing, and a few people were in about it. I think it was Anna. Anna was on, and she said, uh, PJ, Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka which, in my view anyway, as humble movie watcher, was uh, Gene Wilder's finest hour as, as an actor. Willy Wonka, we went digging. Um, Fergal, Fergal went digging, and we found some Willy Wonka, just to tee up Anna's weekend.
7: What's
8: that for? Gives it a little kick.
0: Oh. Wait a minute. I must show you this lickable wallpaper for nursery walls. Lick an orange. It tastes like an orange. Lick a pineapple. It tastes like a pineapple. Go ahead. Try it. Oh,
8: mmm. I got a plum. Grandpa, this banana's fantastic. It tastes so real.
9: Try some more. The strawberries taste like
10: strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries.
4: Snozberries. Who ever heard of a snozberry?
10: We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. Behold the Wonka-mobile, thing of beauty is a joy forever. Places,
9: please, the dance is about to begin.
10: Better grab a seat, they're
9: going fast.
8: Mr.
7: Wonka...
0: what's that they're filling it up with? Oh, ginger ale, ginger pop, ginger beer, beer bubbles, bubble aid, bubble cola, double cola, double bubble burpa cola, and all the crazy carbonated stuff that tickles your nose. Few people realize what tremendous power there is in one of those things.
6: Yeah, Willy Wonka. And there's the song, that magic song out of it as well. Do you know the World of Pure Imagination song? Absolutely love that. Dave was on as well. Dave says he sits down with a whole box set of Fraser repeats over the christmas he loves he loves fraser yeah that was a weird weird one very very funny but very very strange at times where did i put that little bit of it Okay. Oh, and there was the office as well. I, as I never really took to the office. Now, to be fair, I never really did take to the office. But some people love, love the office. And um, I, I was looking as well to to see where my own stuff was gone. My own family. Oh, yeah. This one came up yesterday. I'll get to all those. But I have the I have the Fraser one, and I have the Office one, and I have some stuff from EastEnders. But I mentioned yesterday the the royal family. Christmas special. This is the one I was looking for.
11: She's never cooked a Christmas dinner before.
6: She's never ever bloody cooked at all before.
11: Do you want a to leg like tomorrow, Dad? Mm.
6: I'd to love a leg, Denise.
11: Do you want a leg, like,
2: Mum? Oh, yes, please, Denise.
12: Do you want a leg, like, Dave?
1: Oh, yeah, please. My dad
6: usually has a leg as well.
2: Right. Muddy hell, Denise, what well, we have another bloody
6: octopus? <laughs> <laughs> Classic, absolutely classic Christmas. And yeah, this is the Fraser bit now. Who was in Looking for the Fraser one? You're back again. Uh, That was Dave who watches Buckets and Buckets of Fraser at Christmas. That was a great show.
0: Excuse me, miss, uh, something rather embarrassing has just happened. I I, I seem to have uh, lost my wallet.
12: You
13: mean you can't pay? Oh, no, I
0: I, I can pay. I can pay. I I must have just left it uh, at
2: the office. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I I could just go back there and get it. No, no, no. It's all right. This one's on me. Oh, no, no, no. See, you don't understand. I... I... It's okay, buddy. We've all been there. Yes, but you see, I really did misplace my wallet. I know you did. And Bill here misplaced his Wall Street portfolio.
6: (laughs) Here, Bill, help me out. Oh... Oh, no, no, no. The, the, hey, everybody! People! No, no that's not come necessary. Come on, come on. Now, let's I'm, help I a poor man me. get a nice Christmas dinner. Come <laughs> oh, on. No. no, no please, thing please. You a don't please, please. not I Even pennies I, I
14: make a very decent living. I really do. do. Thank I, you very much. <laughs> right. right. is not necessary at all. I...
6: <laughs> Fraser discovers the Christmas spirit. That was another winner. Absolute winner. Loads of them. Your suggestions more than welcome. Also tomorrow we're going to do a bunch of Christmas songs and we want to get some of your favourites. So if there's a song that you want me to play tomorrow, let me know what it is today so that I can let the uh, programming department know that we need to play those songs tomorrow. Okay, we can get them organised and get them banked up for you, so we'll actually have them to hand tomorrow. If you've got a particular Christmas song that you'd like me to play, uh, we will get calls about this. We will get calls about this one. It would probably take a UN agreement to get that played. I know we're getting calls, but yeah, we'll get that one. We'll get calls about that. I don't know, but. The- Another thing to watch at Christmas, I don't have a clip of it, but another thing to pick up over Christmas is the Christmas special of Benidorm, which is on Netflix. I know I've talked too much about Benidorm. It's one of the most stupid things ever put on telly, but it's so stupid, it's hilariously funny. And there's a Christmas special of Benidorm where that song appears in it. It's a classic. People start, and I knew that this would start, and we'll only be able to get a few of them on. So I won't make promises, but I will do my best. Uh, favorite Christmas song, Christaburg says Jack. Yeah, classic tune, classic tune. Uh, don't forget my song tomorrow. I'll be listening for it. And Christmas doesn't begin for me till I hear it. Says Liam and copying. That's walking in the air. Well, we'll put the request in. We'll put the request in. Finbar, Finbar loves the Santa and Cornflake ads. That's when Christmas starts for his daughter Kira. It's buried somewhere in the system. We did the ads a few weeks ago, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. It's Christmas and tomorrow will be the last show and all of that. 0818 96 96 96. Where am I going to take a break?
3: We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96 FM. Merry Christmas. With your local Mace. Great value deals for family and friends this Christmas.
2: Cork
14: loves the arts.
2: We do, too.
14: That's why we bring you the Arts House.
2: Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM.
14: Hi, it's Elmery. Join myself and Connor for a very special Arts House show on Cork's 96FM Christmas Morning. We'll be going fully festive featuring the beautiful sounds of choirs from all over Cork. From junior infants to workplace choirs, we've got them all. So while you're unwrapping presents and getting the turkey in the oven, we'll fill the air with choirs of Cork. Make sure you join us this Sunday morning from 8 on Cork's 96FM.
2: The Arts House. Sunday
14: mornings 8 to 10 with Griffin's Potato planted, picked, and produced in Cork.
3: Griffin's potatoes, the
2: great taste of home. Quartz, 96 FM.
6: Now, there's a story we kind of haven't looked at this week. The last couple of days, we've been kind of veering away from the stuff in the news and just doing some Christmas stuff. Of course, if there is anything in the news that you'd like to talk to me about, that's on your mind and bothering you, then you know where the number is. zero eight one You won't turn any good call down, as they say. One story, though, that we didn't do a whole pile on, even though I was aware of it. It's causing ructions across in the UK. The highest number of complaints in history to the complaints people. <clears throat> but a column written by Jeremy Clarkson and published last weekend in the Sun newspaper. And it was about... Meghan and Harry, now I'm not going to repeat what he said if you know what he said, you know what he said if you don't know what you said, he said you don't know what he said he used a Game of Thrones reference which when I read the column I understood but I also said if I was his editor I wouldn't have let him put it in Uh, and he's apologised in a kind of a clumsy way look, Jeremy Clarkson is Jeremy Clarkson simple he's never going to be a class act in terms of the way he speaks or the way he portrays himself, he's made mistakes over the years but that column last Friday, stroke, Saturday he went over the top he went over the top uh, talking about Meghan and Harry and the column has been taken down by the son and he has apologised his own daughter hit out at him over the way he spoke he tried to say it was a Game of Thrones reference yeah we know it was a Game of Thrones reference but it was a wrong one and his editor should never have left it go through Tricia the UK has been ripped apart by this debate all week morning were you there? Hiya Hi Uh, People have been arguing right left and centre about that all week his editor should never have left it go through what do you think morning
12: I can see a new Netflix documentary coming out can you? Yeah, Of course she will He's wrong He's completely and utterly wrong He shouldn't have done it He shouldn't have said And the editor shouldn't have let it through Like you say But um paper doesn't refuse ink.
6: Well, I suppose for people who haven't read it I would probably read it one day. time You
12: see, I never knew the reference Because I never watched that programme
6: Okay, well, here's the thing when I was reading it, Tricia, I got it immediately because I watched Game of Thrones. I appreciate what people wouldn't now. But let's for the sake of people who haven't heard it yet. I hate her, he wrote. Yeah. Not, not like I hate Nicholas Sturgeon or Rose West, which are two strange references anyway. I hate her on a cellular level, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. He then wrote... He lies awake at night, dreaming of the day when she's made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain while crowds chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her and says, then, everyone who's my age thinks the same way. Now, that's that's rabble-rousing, r-
12: isn't it? Yeah. I mean,
6: the, yeah. c- the scene in Game of Thrones involves a character called Cersei who's a real nasty piece of work and happens to be a woman. But at the same time, at the same, yeah, angel.
12: that's a TV program. This is about a real life person. Yeah, yeah.
6: What did you, I mean? Have you watched the documentary, The Meghan and Harry?
12: I'd say I'd, I'd, about fifteen minutes of one of them. Right, right. Did you did you try
6: it? I did. I watched <laughs> the first three.
12: Oh, good. And yeah. I picked
6: up about twenty minutes of episode five. I'd had enough by then. <laughs>
12: It's so bad, isn't it? I,
6: I'm not a fan of either of theirs. I do no. think, I I, 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 do think. Look, they feel hard done by. They're they entitled do. to feel hard done by. And if you want to leave and go and live in America, by all means, leave and go and live in America. No one's going to tie you down. But then, shut up about it. That's
12: oh, they'll m- be back in May. They'll be back for the coronation. Do you think so? Trish? Oh, flip! Yes, absolutely. Because. I've seen, like, um, news clips of when the Queen was crowned. And there's a part in it when they put the crown on their head, and then everyone says, God save the Queen. And then there's a shot of a balcony where her mother and sister are, and all the nobility, and they all put their little coronets on. Do you think Meghan's going to miss out on that?
6: You're not a fan of Meghan, I see.
12: Uh, I was.
6: I was. Now, let I'm me not afraid
12: ta- of him either.
6: But yeah, not- well, we'll we'll talk about him in a second. Right, yeah. but but yeah. let's let's focus on what you just said there, which is very key. When she arrived on the scene, and we had the wedding and the courtship and all of that, I uh-huh. found something incredibly initially likable about her. I
12: cancelled s- my daughter's birthday party on the 19th of May, the day they got married.
6: To
11: because it would
12: be a distraction, my own child. Everyone loved her. Yes. everyone But then you start whining. You know, just shut up. Go and go and look after go and see these poor people who are less advantaged than you. I mean the Northumberland cottage. Come on. Grace and favour and there's people that can't afford their flipping rent. Yeah. Read the room, love.
6: Yeah. Do you think yeah. there was racism there in no. the media? No. No? No. Then again, I guess, we're white people, we wouldn't know, would we? No, I know black
12: people, Asian people, yeah, yeah. Indian, no, 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 yeah. no.
6: So why, did you, so why do you think, because they did, and if you only look, why do you think the
2: media turned on her?
12: Because she was whining. There was that South African interview, wasn't there? No what? one asked me how I was. Uh, you're going visiting orphan children who are suffering from AIDS. It's not about you. It's yeah. about those children.
6: Yeah, yeah. There's the, and, and, of course, then there was the reference when, when the Netflix trailer came out that that was used as being... to portray how the media treated her. Sure, they would full permission for
12: that. No, inter- they did some... His, his his friend, Tom, someone who works for ITV, the royal chappie, royal correspondent, and he did, like, a face-to-camera interview with the both in the jungle somewhere in... Um, South Africa, yeah, yeah, and it was all wine And then there was that reference to colour. She wasn't allowed to wear colour. She had to wear pastel uh, tone, you know, beige, cream. They, they do. And-
6: you see, they do tell you what to wear. You yeah,
12: know. did you see the other night at the Carol concert? I
6: didn't. I, di- I did.
12: not mm, They all turned up in burgundy, and Camilla turned up in white, and there was someone else in. Yeah. The
6: it's all. Thing. It's all coordinated. The whole thing yeah. is coordinated, But I they'll think... keep.
12: They'll keep shtum, and then just put out these little signals.
6: His book is coming out in January. If you, uh, that that'll be another. One. Come here. that's us oh, away. Oh, it's from... free on Audible. Let's get away from those two boars <laughs> yes, anyway are, are, are you going please. to get back to Ireland for Christmas, Tricia? Oh, no. No no, no.
12: no, 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 no. No, we were there in um, November, end of October, November. Oh, yeah. We were. We were in Killarney, yeah. Ah, well,
6: greatest, more of the greatest yeah, places in nice. the world. You're, you're, your hobby's from around that neck of the woods, isn't he? He is.
12: yes. He's a native, yes. Yeah, it was nice. It was lovely. <laughs> I love
6: the way what? you say that. He's a native. <laughs>
12: well, you would, he's lived longer here than yeah. he has there. You yeah. know, so, that,
6: Has he lost the Kerry accent?
12: No, no. He's not Michael Healy Ray Kerry. He's no. kind of refined Kerry. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he's yeah. a posh Kerry, Kerryman. But, um, no, we're going up north. We're going to Lincolnshire. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, isn't it? Mm, it's yeah. fab up there. Beautiful. And Mind the yeah. you, it'll
6: be a bit wild if the wind blows.
12: Yeah, yeah, it would be. We've been up there a couple of years um, for Christmas now, you know, in, when we were allowed and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a lovely drive up and, um,
6: yeah. You just okay. shut down for a few days.
12: Yeah, yeah, we're there to the 28th and then back for New Year, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good, Trish. yeah.
6: All right, Tricia, listen. All right, my love. Have a wonderful Christmas. And you And, and tell, tell Brenda I said hello, yeah?
12: Oh, I've seen the last week she's doing flying and there is major news coming. I will just say uh,
6: that. But you just bleeped that. That just bleeped out whatever it was, so you didn't get any. <laughs> that yeah, big, big. There's big... fantastic
12: news coming.
6: All right, I know our Brenda, formerly of this parish, of course, working in the UK now, not not coming home for Christmas. I was chatting to her last week. She said, "I'm working." Okay, back to Claire Clarkson. I, Siobhan. Siobhan. Hello. How are you? Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson. He shouldn't have said what he said. And A, A, and B, his editor shouldn't allow him to pr- to say it. Yeah.
8: No, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't. I didn't like what he said at all. Like at the end of the day, she's a woman. She's a young girl. Like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like she she was brought into a family. She didn't know nothing about really. Same way Diana. Was brought in. His mother. Like at the end of the day, like everyone is a techner and stuff. But I I watched the whole Netflix thing. Yeah, and he's only telling his story. Yeah, at the end, of he like at the end of the day, he's been attacked the same way his mother was attacked by not not the people, but by as you said, all these news fellas and stuff. And yeah. most of them do make-up lies as well. Mm. And well, I you see, you
6: can't lie about be someone because they'll off. sue you, Siobhan, You know.
8: Oh, I know, but what I'm saying is, I just don't agree. Like, I think, like, I, if you watch it to the very end, it's actually nice to see that he's had to go to his own door now and drive away with his family and be a family yeah. instead of having all these fronts up with. Yeah to put this front up and smile but you know, Sean, like,
6: if he didn't like the privacy and I'll just leave it with this one if he didn't yeah. like the if he didn't like the lack of privacy and she didn't like the lack of privacy that's yeah. their right but then go to America get away from the lack of pri- and then put your whole life up on Netflix it doesn't you know
8: oh no I know what you're saying but at the end of the day like look at all the stories that was coming out about them that's true so at the end of the day they had to bring up their story
6: true Siobhan, happy Christmas. Have a good one, girl. Uh, 0818969696 John, how are you?
7: Well how are you? Happy oh, Christmas.
6: Fella. You didn't watch it, I know that.
7: No, I didn't because, I, and I'll be honest with you, right, I can't see how anyone that calls himself uh, a proper Irish Republican, right, could sit down
6: and watch that.
7: Anything to do with the monarchy, yeah, but it's... Yeah, a bit
6: of television fluff, John. Come on.
7: Yeah, but there's more to it. I mean, like I mean, if you would see, look, PJ, you follow the news, like, I mean, right... Uh, you see that country at the moment across the water, right? Like, I mean, some people maybe take a delight in what's happening there, but I think that's a bit too much, you uh, well, of history that we had between us. That country's in crisis, like, oh, I mean, Oh, they have 100 strikes, yeah. like, they have trains they have, yeah. and, and,
6: and ambulances and, caught, and fire brigade they're,
7: they're, and you name um, it um, how many more Prime Ministers are they going to go through in a very short space yeah. of time? There's strikes, I mean, it'll cost yeah. lives, I mean, the government won't negotiate, whatever. People you see there in coastal houses, private houses, young families, elderly yeah. people, they can't feed themselves, they can't heat their homes. Yeah. And in the middle of all this thing, to me, they're two parasites, like, what they're doing, like, I mean, if if I want to run away from something, right, And if I say to you live in there, PJ, I'm finished with this now. I'm never going to comment on this again. And then I ring you up next week and then I start all over again. The first thing you'll say to me, Come here! you just tell me last week been mentioned this, I want you are never going to mention this?
6: Someone then then they waved hundred quid in front of you, hundred million quid in front of you. Yeah, of
7: well, that. that makes me a bloody parasite in. I mean, a hundred million. Like, I mean, when people can't even feed themselves, their families or
6: heat their homes. Well, no. The people, Br- in fairness, the British taxpayer didn't pay that money, John. Netflix. Did. No, they didn't. But the fact I don't care who
7: paid it. Like, well, if, obviously
6: if the taxpayers
7: paid it, it would be an abomination. But the fact that they accepted it. And they're making such a bloody song and dance. Would you not something. If
6: someone wanted to make a documentary about your life and your twenty six phones ringing radio stations, I'm messing. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs>
8: would you not take? 100, <laughs> would you not take a hundred
6: million off him, Jan?
7: Well, look, if I was, if I felt so strongly, especially like it'd be about the, my, my partner we will say, like he has his partner or his uh, wife, yeah. you know. I mean, like that, that her life was, it was in jeopardy almost, her mental state, her whole well being coming in the back of what happened to his mother and the paparazzi. If he, if I was that worried about it and true to myself and true to her. I certainly wouldn't be publicising it and keep talking about it and there's didn't there's get paid for it. Like that would make me a bloody policy.
6: mind you, John. For a fellow who who claims not to have any interest in him, you know an awful lot about him. Happy Christmas, my friend, from all of us at the radio station, and we'll talk in twenty twenty three. great John, uh, no, totally different thing, Frank. You took a taxi, and it cost you a bit. Morning, morning, Peter. How are you? I'm all right. Right,
1: I mean, city council, whatever is going through their heads, they've just destroyed town. i said, the shop owners, retailers must be tearing their hair out. Yeah. Right, yesterday came out the side door of Merchants Key. Yeah. Uh, from Super Value. Myself and for at 4.40. Yeah. Stopped the taxi and jumped in. We live in Lower Blarney Street. Okay. It normally costs about 780, maybe 8 euro. Yeah. You know? And it takes about maybe 10 minutes straight down the straight down the keys, across the, Nog, straight cross the Bridge, yeah. up Shannon Street, I'm home. Yesterday, 1720. Why? Because of traffic. No other reason. It took us 47 minutes from Merchants Key to the, lo- the lower end of Brown Street.
6: 47 minutes, Frank. I'll tell you why no,
1: P- PJ. Because with the new traffic laws, and I'll be quite honest, the driver done nothing wrong. Mm. The, the clock, the taxi meter was exactly right. Doing you're, ver- you're
6: very keen, actually, to stress, and I know from the notes in front of me here, you're very keen to stress you're not blaming the driver here.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. He, followed, he followed the law. Right. Their new laws now are you cannot cross Patrick's Bridge from that side. You cannot cross Christy Ring Bridge from that side. So it means everyone going to, from Merchants Kino, going to Blackpool, are all channeled into
6: North Baren, North
1: Baren North Ray, Mayfield, St Luke's, Low Road, Dublin, Limerick, anywhere else, have to go to the North Bridge. I have you. No, I do know a lot of the drivers are taking the chance and. Crossing the bridges, but they've even cut out the you know the arrow that would give you the right to cross the bridge at the traffic lights. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, and of course, if
6: you have a tip at all, you're you're ghost.
1: Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine? You know, if you were living up by up by a circle, up yeah. around the St. Luke's area.
6: Yeah,
1: or if you were going to walk from Merchant's Quay and had to get a taxi yesterday, it would probably cost you about I'd say it wouldn't have been far off forty quid.
6: That's ridiculous.
1: You know, I mean, what are they doing? I mean, I put it up last night on Facebook and a counselor did respond with saying, why didn't you just go down Brain Brew Bridge? You can't unless you do a U-turn on Merchant's Key.
6: Okay.
1: You know, because I'm actually stopping the taxi on the key. You no, know, if we don if it was down by the bus office yes, or something then he up got, out yes. of place. Yeah, he could have used Brian Brew Bridge, and that would have been But where you banned.
6: picked it up there was outside, outside the there on the on the key outside Super well, value. So well, he'd, he'd have had to do a UE to right? go back.
1: And how could you do a use of Merchants Key? No, you
6: can't, know.
1: In that traffic. I mean, anybody coming out. I'd say it's killing shopping in Super Value and the new Duns and Merchants Key. I didn't see one person outside with a trolley full of messages like you normally would. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one person. But I mean, I honestly believe the people over there, I know now they say it's not the councillors, that the
6: management and city hall. But it is, because the councillors have zilch power anymore, Frank. What's the point in heaven, councillor? <laughs> that's you know, it makes no that's sense a whole work. discussion that could take a whole morning sometime other than Christmas, but yeah.
1: You know, but it's, they're, they're killing it, PJ. They just need to, I don't know what...
6: Yeah. Well we had Derek the taxi driver on a couple of weeks ago, Frank, explaining to me how it was costing his customers money and making them late for trains as well by the by having to take all these new these new diversions and he had inquired as to whether they were actually legal, you know.
1: Yeah. No, okay, the only other way out of it for the driver
6: yesterday with me,
1: and I'd say it wouldn't have made a huge difference to the price, it would still have be been seventeen, was to go on to Lavitsky. Come up uh, the back of the opera house. Yes, Academy Street, Patrick yes. Street, and then you can cross Patrick
6: Street. Yeah, but that's another loop, the loop, and you'll be cutting all the all the crack down the back streets. Then, so if you're kind of winning on the swings and losing on the roundabouts. Frank, thank you, and happy Christmas to you and the family. Oh uh, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Anyone else experiencing that? That a taxi, a simple taxi ride with no blame that ever was to the driver, a simply a simple taxi ride from one side of town to the other that was a tenner, maybe a year or two ago, is now closer to twenty because of all these a all these new changes in where you can and can't go, but b because of traffic. And most of the traffic is caused by where you can and can't go. It's also, and I say this, and I know Shane from the VQ on yesterday, and there's the argument we made for sustainable parking and the sustainable traffic and walkways and cycleways and trees. Every single argument holds merit. But the simple thing is, when you start laying pavements, the width of football pitches you're going to end up with traffic pinch points. So you are. 0818 96 96 96. Lots more of your Christmas songs coming in. The Temptations version of Silent Night. Thanks Noel. Doubt that'll happen. But thank you. I'll pop it into my own Spotify. Uh, let me see what... The Little Drummer Boy. Uh, Bing and Bowie. That I'm sure we can... Uh, we can find our way to spinning that, I'm pretty sure. That's from Maureen McGelligot in Glenmore. I love the show as always, PJ. Happy Christmas to you, the family, and all in 96FM and every good wish for 2023. There's another one we could be persuaded to drag into the mix tomorrow. Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas, very rarely played, and I love it, from Philip and Cove. It's played a lot over on Cork's 96 Miss Philip, and I've no doubt I get to play it on Christmas Eve and or Christmas Day. So if you're there for that, but here tomorrow we'll do our best. That was written as a song actually protesting against the commercialization of Christmas. <laughs> it actually turns out to be a really big commercial Christmas success. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety
11: six. It's Christmas time. Woo
3: Hear your
2: favourite Christmas
3: is 24-7.
2: Listen to Quartz 96mas, streaming online now. With
3: the Blackpool gift cards. They're the best, with so much choice for all the family. Pure shopping, pure Christmas,
2: pure Blackpool. Download our app or see 96fm.ie.
6: well as all the jollity and the fun and the frivolity and the overindulgence that there will be, for those of us who can happily do it without worries over the next few days, there are also people for whom it's a tough old time. And I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of meeting uh, my next uh, guest uh, on the 7th of December when we were at the uh, Mental Health Media Awards and uh, my friend from the Echo, Anne Murphy, won an award, quite rightly so, won an award for her interview and articles with Dr. Lisa Murphy, who, of course, subsequently appeared on the opinion line to talk about her own battle with an eating disorder. We'd talked a couple of times and we'd never met. Um, But Lisa, first of all, before I ask uh, your concerns about Christmas, how are you now? Good morning.
15: Hi, PJ. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Um do you know what? I'm 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 good. It's it's been I don't think anyone could have really prepared me for, for the last year, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I kinda knew myself it was going to be very difficult, um, but kind of knowing something and then experiencing it are quite different. But so it's it's been a, a really Tough year, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm getting there. Do you know? Um, it's lots of ups and downs. But to remind there, people,
6: yeah. at at the time you were really at at the at the end of your tether yeah. with with an eating disorder, yeah. and you were trying to fundraise to get into a private bed for treatment yeah. because, as you said to me, and you said to Anne, it's this or I'll die.
15: Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of I like I was at the point really where my my body was just totally giving up. Um and, and my mind was as well, you know, they were, so I, I, I knew something was, was going to happen, whether or not it was something physical or, you know, I, I was, I was going to do something myself. I, I just knew both my mind and my body were just not in it anymore. And yeah. um yeah, I just, I just needed to give it one last chance, you know.
6: Mm. And you got in and you got treated and I met you yeah. the other day yeah. a week ago and, and I was thrilled to see you looking well.
15: Oh yeah, thank you so much. I was just delighted to meet you. You know, there were so many people who were just brilliant around that time with the GoFundMe, um, but the interview with you really was kind of a standout for me. You know, you were just so kind and, and giving and of your time and I really, really appreciated it. And I've no doubt that it made a huge difference to, to the success of the GoFundMe as well, you know. So thank you so much for very, that.
6: Very kind of you to say that. Now, once, I guess, like once an eating disorder, always an eating disorder. It's yeah. under control now. So so what yeah. What concerns do the next few days hold for you, Lisa?
15: I think, you know, it's, it's always um, both in terms of, you know, just myself, we'll say in isolation outside of my friends and family. It's just worried that it might be a bit too much. There might be a bit too much food, you know, that kind of way. How will I handle it? Um, what if I eat a bit too much? And, and, and feel too conscious you know um, Christmas is also a time even though we all love to kind of sit around in our pyjamas as well but it's also a time where you know people get dressed up and want to look nice and body image really comes into it so it's just I suppose having the concerns but knowing that I have the skills and I, I, I mm. have the people around me that that if it gets challenging, but, you know, it's also I, I do worry about, you know, friends and family that I'm around at that at that time as well. And I don't want them to be worried and I don't want them to be, you know, conscious and I don't want them either to be worried about what they're saying, do you know. So there's there's a lot in it. Um And, you know, PJ as well, like people, you know, not just people with eating disorders. There's so many people in this day and age that are uncomfortable in their own skin, you know, because of standards that we have around bodies and things like that. And so it could be a hard time for people, even if you don't have an eating disorder, but just just have issues with food and and body image, you know. So I think it's something everyone can relate to.
6: Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the nature of, of your disorder, and I'm going to be very blunt in my language here, maybe probably, and hopefully not clumsy in oh, the no. process. The nature <laughs> of so. your eating disorder, Lisa, was that once you start, you actually can't stop.
15: Yeah, it was, it genuinely, you know, it, it would go, I would go through periods of total starvation or, you know, like barely eating anything at all um, for kind of periods of time. And what that ultimately did then was drove me into these vicious cycles of of eating so much that I I couldn't stand up or I couldn't move Mm. with the pain and then um I would be getting sick for just so much and then you know there was laxative abuse and there was over exercising and it it just was ferocious but like I and I, I do go back and I read some of my kind of you know journaling yeah. that i used to do at that time just to remind myself you know because it's kind of easy to forget as well uh, unbelievably to say that it is you know um it 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 was like this force that kind of came, came over me and and i couldn't control it and i felt like i was i was kind of just a puppet in it really it, mm. it got so bad you know I, I couldn't i couldn't i couldn't handle it by myself
6: and you've learned now to control it which is brilliant yeah,
15: yeah it is and do you know um, it was some kind of somewhere along the way. It didn't really happen even until I would say I was a few months out of treatment, and you know I ate. I'll never forget it. I and I was actually just on my own in the apartment, and I just I put on my dinner and I ate it, and I went. Once I finished it, I just went up and kind of put the plate and the cutlery into the dishwasher and just walked away. And I I remember by the time I got to the the door of the living room, I just I just became really overwhelmed with just how mundane what I had just done was and how amazing that was, that it was so mundane that I could just eat a dinner and put the, the dishes into the dishwasher and just walk away as if, yes. you know, and I've never experienced that really. And I was just, I got really overwhelmed with happiness, I suppose. That was a win. Um, that was a win. Big win. Yeah. And it's something so simple and it's something, you know, I remember really when I was in the throes of it for, for many years. And if I'd be out for dinner or over at someone else's house for dinner, I was—I would just be. I remember being kind of fascinated at how people could eat and and just finish and move on with their lives. I—I just—I couldn't understand it. And to be able to do that is, uh, I yeah, just indescribable and something so small, you know. Uh,
6: yeah, your your PhD is in psychology, isn't it? Yeah. So you yeah. understand the workings of the human mind, so. As you know, that must make life even harder when you realise what's going on in your own head, but you could do nothing about it.
15: Do you know what, PJ? You're the first person to ever say say that to me. Usually, it's the opposite. Like usually, do you know I've had I've had doctors and you know well well well-intentioned people say to me, Gee, "Is it not easier that that you you you're you know kind of uh, you've studied in psychology and you've trained in this that and the other and." Um, and no, actually, it is. I thought harder. it make it harder, really. Yeah, yeah, because it—that's kind of what made me feel so utterly powerless. That I knew, I knew the reasons why. You know, things had gotten so bad. I knew why control and food were so important to me I knew I understood all that and I understood all the different you know we will say kind of even the social factors and then kind of the more personal environmental factors you know all the different things that, that contributed to, to how sick I became but it didn't matter um, yes. it really and I knew that starving myself for long periods of time could only lead to binging like these yes. ferocious binges I knew that but I still mm. I couldn't stop your, you know your dreamer or your demon
6: it. Your let's mm. put it this way, Lisa. Yeah. Your demon was stronger yeah. than your doctorate.
15: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's it's it is it's a difficult one because in treatment, you know, one of the things we, you know, focused on, I suppose, was you. So you have to treat it like a demon, and you have to other it. You have to make it kind of you know, I, like I don't want this in my life, this awful thing. But then also understanding that really even though it almost killed me um it's the only way I was able to survive for a long time you know because I had no other way to cope I'd no skills to cope I had an awful lot of things I hadn't resolved in my life and it's, it's the only way I knew how to keep going. So in many ways it kind of helped me to survive but it, it got to a point that it also almost killed me which is such a, a strange mm. paradox, you know?
6: Where, no, where, where I came up with the psychology references I was trying to make a, a comparison in my mind as to how it much, yeah. must be and I'm thinking, imagine being an electrician
15: mm-hmm. and
6: every fuse in your house keeps going but you can't yeah. find out why. Yeah. And you that's can't stop it.
15: it. That is it. You can't stop it. And you might know why fuses blow, you know. Yeah. But it just doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's actually a really great way to put it. And it and it is in your own house, you know, it's in your yeah. own body, your own mind, and, and it's 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 also so far out of your control um unless you get, you know, timely intervention. Because you know, early intervention for eating disorders is, is so important. Yeah. But when you don't get that and it gets to a point where it's so it's just taking over your whole it life. You. Then more intensive intervention is needed, yeah. you know.
6: All right. Listen, I'm so thrilled to hear you're so healthy. And I wish you <laughs> Thanks so I much. wish you I wish you a happy and good <laughs> luck for Christmas with this.
15: Yeah, and you too, PJ. Thank you right. so so much. I appreciate it, take you care Lisa. Thank take you. Care. Lisa
6: Murphy. Doctor Lisa Murphy. Uh, 96 96. If you need help over Christmas, Body Wise are always there. Uh, they have a helpline. It has been changed. Due to the pandemic, but their helpline is 01-210-7906 It's in the evenings, Monday, Wednesday, Sunday Half 7 to half 9 Daytime on Saturday, 10.30 to 12.30 At 01-210-7906 You can email alex at bodywise That's B-O-D-Y-W-H-Y-S dot I-E Or you can go to their website, bodywise.com .ie delighted to hear Lisa so well.
3: We're playing all your favorite Christmas hits after midday on Corks 96 FM. Merry Christmas with your local mace Great value deals for family and friends this Christmas.
6: Running around Lover's Walk. If they're yours, that's where they are. They're fairly distinctive. They're beautiful, beautiful little dogs. Little red setter pups. Two of them seem to have escaped running around the Lover's Walk area. So if you're missing them, that's where they are. And if you're driving up there, be very careful because two little red setter pups probably won't have an ounce of road sense between them. So be very, very careful. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six the number, the text to WhatsApp. Oh eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six and the email opinion at ninety six fm dot Sarah, they finished the collection of selection boxes for the Cork Penny Dinners. That's got to be a misprint in front of me. Really has. Who's collecting? Morning.
11: Hi. Good morning, PJ. How are you?
6: Good. Sarah, uh, Bella, and Lola.
11: Yep, okay. they're yeah, go on. They're in sixth class and first class in Galloon in Inishannon. Okay. And about three weeks ago, they decided to redo their selection box appeal for Cork Penny Dinners. Okay. They did it back in 2019 with their sister Dilly, I see. and they collected 301, which was amazing. Yeah. So, because we're a little bit competitive in Inishannon, we decided we wanted to get more than 301. Okay. So we made, do you
6: want to tell them? Was it 310? 320? No. Put them on to me there. Put them on to me. Lola, talk.
11: 504.
6: Who's that? Lola. Lola. Did you just say 504? Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. That's fantastic. Lola, how did you get 504 selection boxes? That's good. You made the little
8: collection boxes? We made little boxes and we put them in different parts of the school. Right. To collect money, was
6: it? To collect selection boxes.
8: To collect
6: selection boxes, okay. So people came in and they put the selection box into your box, was it? Yeah. Brilliant.
11: And you brought them down to the car every day, didn't you? Yeah.
6: Yep. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> fantastic. That's Lola Lola, you're very nervous. Is Bella there?
11: Bella's here one yeah.
6: sec. Hi. Hi, Bella. You did brilliant. Thanks. It did really, really brilliant. Five hundred and four selection boxes.
8: Yeah, we got some dropped off to our doors while at
16: home <clears throat> and in school.
6: Fantastic. And and have you given them to the penny dinners yet or are you taking them in there?
16: Uh, not yet,
2: but we're taking them in there now. Fantastic.
6: There. Fantastic. Well, do you know what I'm going to do now? I have... Stand up there, Sarah, Mammy, and stand up there, the two girls, and turn the phone on speaker, because yeah. we, we've gathered all the gang in from <gasps> around the building. Oh! Right? To give you a big round of applause. Are we oh. all ready? Oh. <laughs>
11: <Yay! laughs>
6: Well That's done!
17: Amazing. Well, Thank well, you. Well, well done.
6: Well done. And Santa is going to be extra good. Ooh. I hope Santa has a selection box left to give you now. This <laughs> I don't think there's any
11: selection boxes left in Ireland. <laughs> that is
6: fantastic, Sarah, uh, Mummy, and Bella and Lola and uh, Dilly. Dilly wasn't involved at all this time. No. She
11: she helped with the muscle work loading the car this morning.
6: Yeah. I'd say She has <laughs> muscles on her like an Olympic roar. After all
11: that. Right? <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. And can I just say thank you to all the local schools in Inishannon for donating as well? Do you know what we're going to do? Team effort, just yeah.
6: on my ear here. Lads, the button is stuck. Get that out of my ear. Um, the, the, we have a little thing here whereby we can send you, Mammy. Would you Ooh. like to get more selection boxes and maybe get some selection boxes and treats and sweets for the girls? Would you like to What's do that? In well, well, now you know there's a fantastic big super value down there at the end of Inishanen? Shannon, or is it? Is or is it a centre?
11: Century, yeah. A centre, yeah.
6: I, th- I think I think I think they'll take one. They'll take the other. I'm not sure. Even if there isn't, you'll find a super value because we're about to send you fifty euros worth of a voucher. Aww, and thank you're, you to said. spend it, thank you. and girls, this is to be spent on sweeties for those two wonderful little girls.
11: Oh, thank you so much. That's lovely. Thank, right. you. Sweet. thank you. selection
6: boxes, chocolate Santies, lollipops, jellies, <laughs> whatever.
11: Toothbrushes, toothpaste.
6: Yeah, that'll be next <laughs> month. That'll be next. <laughs> thank
11: and you, you can so you much. can
6: spend Christmas day then picking them off the ceiling. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
11: thank you PJ. Thanks
6: oh, everyone. Absolutely <laughs> delighted. Their dad Sean actually is is a cousin. Thank you Sarah and thank you to the two girls and for that incredible Five hundred and four selection boxes for the penny dinners. That's mad. We'll start that out. Um, their dad is a cousin of of our Moraid, uh, and actually, I think Moraid is going to penny dinners later on for the big handover. If there's space in penny dinners for that many selection boxes, actually, uh, Anne. Hi. 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 You know, you know, you know, Sarah.
8: We do. Yeah.
6: Oh, there's a picture in front of me now. Well wow, that's fantastic. What do you want to say? Yes. You want you want to say to, hello to someone else?
12: To Fionn. Okay.
9: Fionn is friends with um, Dilly Bell and Lola. Okay. So he's after doing his collection as well this year.
6: Okay. Oh he's there, is he? He is,
9: yeah.
6: And is that you sitting in front of that pile of son, of selection boxes that I can see here with your Christmas hat on?
16: Yeah.
6: Fionn, how many selection boxes are in that pile? Uh, 175. 77 177? No. Yeah. Wow. And did you collect all them yourself? Yeah. How? Where did you get them?
8: Um, from my school car park, my sock trailing, and Dublin County Clare.
6: All right. Well, do you know what? We're going to talk to your mammy now because, first of all, hang on, hang around, can we get... Lads, 177 selection boxes from one small boy. Hey. Yeah. That's fantastic. Fionn, um, would you like a whole pile of sweeties and chocolates and selection boxes and whatever else you want yourself for Christmas? Yes.
11: Yeah.
6: Okay. <laughs> and we're organise, organising that. Our friends at Supervalue will send you another voucher to spoil that wonderful boy Rotten for Christmas. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, and has he brothers and sisters?
16: He's queuing. She's in. She's thirteen. She's in first year now. Okay. Year, so she loaded the cards this morning.
6: Fabulous. Well, you couldn't. You can get Still some sweeties. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, and you can be pulling him down from the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Fantastic, Anne and Fionn. Well done, Fionn Cummins from halfway in Ballinhasick. That's that's crazy. That's just demented. Collecting going to Cork penny dinners. Later today, the good people of Cork yeah. never let you down.
3: We're playing all your favorite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96 FM. Christmas with your local mace making your Christmas extra special with festive
2: offers Quartz 96 FM And well, I'll be
6: doing the bit of cooking and the bit of, clean, bit of preparing and the bit of cleaning up afterwards over the next few days um, you think that sort of putting together a Christmas dinner is is easy uh, I don't think it is um, it, it's a huge undertaking and then there's the party and there's the snack food and there's the stuff that only comes out once a year and then there's the cocktails and the drinks and all of that Kate Ryan from Flavor.ie has been writing some stuff of late about all things Christmas and it's the time isn't it, well I suppose some people should have been preparing since the other day but this is the time 22nd of December Kate when, when most people will be starting to gather it all in and have it all ready for the big day. Morning.
5: Morning, PJ. A season's greetings to you. And to
6: you. Happy <laughs> Happy Christmas.
5: Yeah, so I suppose as of yesterday, most of the kids finished up school. So I'd say for a lot of people now the pressure is on to kind of get the, the last of their groceries in, to finalise their plans and to kind of really get cracking on, on uh, all the food and all the preparation for the big day. And and as you rightly say, you know, yes, I suppose the main focus of the day is on the Christmas dinner itself and all the trimmings and everything that kind of goes with it. But there is, especially for people who are hosting Christmas dinner, there's uh, an awful lot more that kind of goes into it, just the dinner. And one of the things that I really love doing um, and kind of offers as host a moment of kind of calmness in the whole melange of chaos is setting the table which kind of sounds crazy but I never leave setting the table until Christmas day I always do it the day before at least on Christmas Eve if not the the day before that
6: funny you should say that now because it's 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 part of Christmas Eve in my house
5: yeah exactly and it's kind of almost ritualistic I think in a way you know the whole pulling out your best crockery and your best glass square and buffing and polishing everything and decorating the table and considering your centerpiece and Mm. all that kind of thing and that all flows from your menu so depending on what you're going to be cooking on Christmas day and how you want to serve it will depend on how you set your table how much room you need at the table for all your plates and dishes or are you going to plate everything up and just put everything down on the table uh, with a sideboard you know for people to go and get seconds because there's always people that want seconds so Mm. um, yeah. So there's, there is that ritualistic uh, thing to it. And I think as hosts setting the table, even though it is a bit of a chore, it just provides that moment of kind of singular calmness. And then I remember as a kid, it was my well, – while my mum was doing that. I was sent off to kind of dress up the dresser, you know, with all the treats, Christmas yeah, treats. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always an exciting thing to do as a kid, you know. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, from a week out of Christmas, you, you know – dare touch anything food wise in the house without asking your mum first, you know, is that is that for eating now or is that for Christmas? And my mum used to hide everything away, you know, and just yeah. bring it out on Christmas Eve and say, right, that's the Christmas stuff, put it out on the dresser and I make it look pretty. Yeah,
6: it's, <laughs> and and the, it, it all it is the look of the Christmas table is as important as the food that goes on it, because it is just all part of that wonderful family occasion. In terms of what what people will have for the dinner, Kate, look, we're a very traditional house. Turkey and ham, the whole lot, sprouts. I I love the humble sprout. Some people don't. Oh, me too. We're very traditional. (laughs) Um, But but what other things do people do for Christmas Day? I hear that beef, something like Beef Wellington is becoming more popular.
3: Yeah,
5: I mean, to be honest, Beef Wellington is something I would steer away from for the Christmas Day because it does take a lot of time to assemble. And, it you, you know, if, it, if you don't get it perfected, there's a bit of a mm. letdown, <laughs> you know, for, for everybody. But uh, a lot of people are steering away from the turkey. Um, you know, turkeys can be quite expensive and there's a lot of meat on the turkey. So, unless you're having a lot of people round for dinner, and I know people do have sort of 10, 12, 14, 20 people round for dinner, turkey then is absolutely the most economical kind of bird that you can put on the christmas table that de- that day but uh, uh you know families are getting smaller that's the reality of it so then the turkey doesn't necessarily uh, offer the best solution because it goes dry very quickly we everyone complains about how, how dry the turkey can get after a day or so so a lot of people are kind of looking to alternative proteins i suppose to put on the table um my personal favorite kind of switches between either a goose and i would source my goose from skin um down in west cork or i have a local friendly chicken farmer who just raises the most incredible taste in chickens um uh, and they're they're slowly raised and all the rest of it they have a lot more meat and a lot more flavor Mm. but as you say like beef a rib roaster beef is one of the most majestic things you can put on the table, mm. you know, especially when you carve yeah. it and you've got that blush inside. But also, you know, duck is becoming very uh, favourable yeah. and fish as well. You know, a lot of people are, are not necessarily uh, vegans, but they're pescatarians. Yeah. So they eat fish, but not meat. A lot of our so Eastern European
6: friends eat actually eat fish at Christmas.
5: Yeah, they do. I think that's probably the Christian connotation, uh, you know, with fish. Um, but also it can look really majestic on, on, the, on the dinner table as a centerpiece to lay down in the middle of the table. Think yeah. like a whole yeah. side of roasted salmon. Turbot is another meaty fish. It helps to kind of get, you know, a fish that is big yeah. and meaty. Turbots are but, gorgeous. Uh,
6: now, a lot of our Polish friends, and I remember... Being, being reminded and you know the man of course the royal fishmonger himself Pat O'Connell yeah. getting in getting in loads of carp for Christmas now, yes I, I wouldn't I would never say I like it I couldn't touch the stuff but it's very popular with some people
5: it is it is and a lot of I suppose it's not to our taste because it's not something we're used to yes. and a lot of people say it has like a muddy flavour because it's a yes. river fish rather than yes. a sea fish yes. Yes. but actually it's like of the bottom somewhere. of the lock. yeah yeah, but actually I was off somewhere recently and I tried pike for the first time and it tasted really delicious. Pike so, is you know, nice. I
6: think, Unusual yeah. but nice, yeah.
5: Unusual but nice. So I think it depends on the preparation, really, you yeah. know, and the cooking of it. And that's just, uh, for for us, it's something we don't have the knowledge of. But I think in the right hands it can be equally as delicious. But yeah, yeah carp, yeah, yeah maybe Turb- that Turb- will make an appearance
6: better. turbot has got that massive, doesn't it, have that massive bone up the middle.
5: And uh yeah well it's like a flat fish yeah. so uh you kind of cut steaks off of it um the other kind of big meaty fish that's very popular would be monkfish yeah. where you kind of don't use the head at all and it's the tail out of the fish that we eat and that has a big yeah. uh, bone that runs down the middle of it and that can be delicious roasted on the bone yeah. And then served up with like pancetta and sage and lots of butter, obviously, yeah. you know, and that can be just as delicious. S- yeah. So people are trying different things.
6: Speaking of pancetta, um, have you done, I'm sure you have done this, when you're doing the, the sprouts, when the sprouts come out of the saucepan, right? And they're just that little bit crunchy. And that's the perfect way to, to throw them into the <laughs> pan with a couple of rashers and fry them yeah. off with the rashers. They're gorgeous.
5: Or absolutely gorgeous. And then, if if you want to be extra fancy and full of notions, a little sprinkle of balsamic vinegar uh, at the end and just a little bit of parsley just to top it off is great. And part of like sprites go amazingly well with like blue cheese, a really good blue cheese as well. Really? yeah yeah they're like the perfect partner uh, like bacon blue cheese sprites together really really tasty Ooh. and i have to kind of claim a small victory for myself here because like you pj i love sprites but my husband hates sprites so every year i try and find a different way to kind of serve them up that he might eat them and i finally cracked it pj mm. so here's my recipe for sprite haters worldwide raw sprites bear with me Finely chopped up, uh, like a slaw in a in a in a coleslaw with a bit of red onion, some cranberries, some pecans, and some mayonnaise. And if you can get your hands on it, there's a, a smoked onion mayonnaise out there by an Irish producer. And oh, that all together, the salad is absolute winner. I so you can try imagine
6: that all well. oh, the combination <laughs> in there.
11: <Magic. laughs> That's delicious. Another way yeah. of
6: doing it for, for some people who are a little bit reticent with the humble sprout. Is boil it in the boil them in the water you took the ham out of.
14: Oh yeah, oh
5: yeah. very nice. <laughs> so that's like it's really nice. The, all the all the hammy flavours kind yeah. of keep it in it. And um, another thing now, I haven't tried this now, but I am tempted. Deep fried sprouts. What do you reckon? Oh,
6: <laughs> well, I've had I've done the or had the the pan fried ones sliced, and you throw the the, the few chops of bacon and a few onions into the pan, and just fry the whole lot yeah. off. And yeah, maybe a chop mushroom yeah. or two. Fry the whole lot off for a couple of minutes. That's magic. But I'm not too sure yeah. about the deep fried one. Come here, co- cocktails. <laughs> you, you you have cocktails. an egg. Now, I wouldn't cast eggnog as a cocktail, but you've got... You know? No, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe you would. But you you put a feature up on about it, the humble eggnog. It's back.
5: Oh, is back. And I've been championing eggnog for a good few years now. It's just so delicious. Now, it, I have to admit, it does come from my deep obsession with custard. You know, I do consider it a separate <laughs> food group, obviously. So, um, so, I mean, and that's basically kind of what eggnog is, is drinkable custard. You yeah. know, it's eggs and it's cream. Um, nutmeg, obviously, is the predominant spice that you use. But if you make up your basic eggnog recipe,
16: mm. uh,
5: which is very simple to do, now you can either just have it like that or you can make something called aged eggnog, which, where it really becomes something special. So mm-hmm. basically all this means is after you've made up your basic eggnog um, uh, cocktail mixture, you lash in uh, a load of, now rum is my favorite, dark rum or whiskey. And you pop it in and then you cover it, you put it in the fridge and you just leave it for a couple of days, which kind of sounds weird because obviously eggnog's made with eggs. And you're like, "Mm, won't it go funny? Absolutely not. During those couple of days, the whiskey does something magical to like the custard, basically. And it like it thickens it and it cures it and it makes it last longer as well. So when you actually come to drink it, you've got this luscious kind of velvety Thick, slightly thickened um, oh, eggnog yes. flavor. Oh, I'm going. I'm that going that home to start beating eggs. I'm going
6: home to start beating eggs. I am. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Honestly, it's divine. I I have a recipe for it, and I've given it to friends, and they've mm. made a jug of it, waited to, 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 to for Christmas Day, and they've had to go back and make another jug because they've drunk it all in one go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. So I, know I know. I know.
6: And the old yeah. mold mull, mull, mold wine. Go heavy or go easy on the spices. What do you think?
5: Uh, i think it's all about balance to be honest I think uh, there are some out there that go really heavy on the clove or leave the citrus in for too long with the pith on and then it goes bitter um, like there are ways to kind of rectify your your overspiced or over zest uh, mold wine and I found over the years that the the one thing that will bring it back is actually maple syrup not honey or more sugar um, i think it does uh, magical things to it but um uh, actually i kind of so i like a nice balanced mold wine but the secret to a good mold wine is actually using good wine a lot of people think you're just chucking cheap wine and you have to use like a decent red wine so do your research on that Mm. and there is a really interesting twist so a friend of mine uh, runs foxtel a cocktail company down in baltimore and they make
1: a beautiful mulled wine mix that you just
5: pop into your your wine, and it's done for you, and it's really nice. Um, but she says, like for non for people who aren't drinking, which obviously is a consideration if you have visitors over Christmas. Sure. Just change out the red wine for pomegranate juice, and it absolutely works because Ooh. you've got the same other fruitiness of wet red wine that kind of slight bitter kind of taste to substitute the tannic taste of wine and then with the mold wine and spices as well it just is a beautiful replacement or substitute mm. and I I think everyone would be reaching for that so that's a, that's my top tip courtesy now, of
6: Baltimore Cocktails. The, the one thing that you got to have on the perfect Christmas dinner is the perfect roast potato. There's 101 <laughs> ways to get it right. What's yours?
5: So uh, I have to say that my uh, recipe is based on a Nigella Lawson method. Um, so basically, floury spuds, so Maris Piper or a rooster potato, something like that, good floury spuds, parboil, shake, that drain, steam, and then shake to rough up the edges. Yes. And then... Um, I pop over a little dusting of semolina powder to kind of get that extra, extra crunch when it goes into the hot oil. Then mm. the other key thing to do, yeah, so the other kind of really key thing to do then is get your roasting tray and put in a good amount of fat. Now, the best fat that I can recommend is actually beef lard. So James Whelan butchers down in uh, uh, Dunn's in Bishopstown will sell beef lard or dripping as probably some people will know it. Mm. Put some of that into your roasting tray, pop that into your hot oven at 220 degrees, get it completely melted and screaming, smoking hot. And at that point, carefully put your um, steamed, fluffed up, semolina coated potatoes gently, carefully into the hot fat, place back into the oven then and cook for about 40 minutes at that temperature and turn about two or three times so that they just crisp up all over. Um, And then just when when they're ready pop them into your serving uh, bowl, if you can hide like a doily or like a, a piece of kitchen toweling or something like that underneath just to take off any excess fat leaving every potato nice and crunchy mm. do, and then serve it with some fresh sea salt just kind of scattered over and then some uh, rosemary or something like that, a fresh herb sage, whatever you have time mm. um, and just bring that to the table and they, they will just look majestic yeah. they'll be crispy, golden and fluffy and creamy on the inside, they're beautiful.
6: We haven't mentioned a turkey, or a lot of people these days going for a turkey crown. Um, yes, Queen Bee at home came up with an idea a year or two ago with regards to the turkey crown to shove. Now, I, she said to me, <laughs> I would drop dead of a heart attack if she t- saw if I'd saw, seen how much butter she would shoved into that bird. But butter in the turkey under the skin seems to be a thing.
5: Yeah yeah I do that basically with every kind of poultry bird well say chicken or or turkey any kind of lean poultry bird I would put the uh, butter mix underneath the skin first so this year what i'm going to be doing i always try something different every year so i'll be make pre-making a butter then i'm going to put in some clementine zest inside um some finely chopped up sage uh sea salt black pepper um and just and a bit of cumin as well cumin Mm -hmm. powder Mm -hmm. and just kind of pre-make that and then kind of just you you just push it under the skin so if you kind of imagine the crown of the bird towards the back of the bird, you just cut, you'll just you find like a little looseness around the skin. Yes. So just pop your fingers in under that and just sort of search around. And basically what you're doing is you're separating the skin from the, the breast meat. There's a little sinew that connects the two. So just gently kind of removing that. Once you have your sort of uh, a pocket then, if you like, then you take the your your um, butter, your lovely flavour butter, and just really be generous about it. Like more <laughs> is more in this regard, and just pop it all over, all under the skin. Any that you've got left over, then just slather it on the legs, on the breast, anywhere you can. Pop it inside the bird as well. And basically, what that happens is, as as the bird is roasting the butter melts and it bastes the bird yeah. from inside on the on the breast meat all the way through and of course then as it drips down through the rack and into the roasting tray as you take it out halfway through you get your spoon and you just baste that lovely flavoured butter all the way over the top as well. And of course then, if you've got a roasting tray big enough at the right time, you can pop in your carrots and your uh, parsnips so that they get the benefit of all that lovely flavour of the butter and also the chicken juices as well. So everything ends up tasting delicious.
6: The meat meat is also incredibly soft. And and by the time you're finished eating all this and drinking the (laughs) eggnog, we won't even talk about pudding, all you can do then, don't bother arguing about the washing up just go away and sleep for the rest yeah
5: (laughs) (laughs) i would say like i mean next to the oven definitely if you're lucky enough to have a dishwasher that is the you know certainly it's my husband's favorite appliance in the kitchen over christmas time we'd be lost without it but there is always things that just simply won't go into the dishwasher that you have to do yourself and like you know, look, if there's some willing volunteers in the, in the house is willing to stand up once the exercise and get it done, leave them off. That's what I say. Um, I don't know about you, PJ, but I am heading to the sofa. <laughs> oh, damn
6: sure. Absolutely. With a, with a movie and maybe the last of the eggnog, which I have oh, hidden yes, in the back is. of the fridge. All right, Kate, <laughs> listen, have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas.
5: Oh, you too, PJ. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas.
6: That's Kate Ryan from flavour.ie. Look it up. She's got some fantastic photographs on there as well. 0818 96 Now, we're getting stuff in the last couple of days about your rights at work for Christmas. Christmas this year, of course, falls on a Sunday, uh, which means that uh, and Monday is Stephen's Day, which means Tuesday is kind of a day off public holiday for everyone So there's that. If Christmas falls midweek, it's this, that and the other. But we got an email from Anna about holiday rights at this time of the year. And we had to go back into the archives to get the answers for this. So I'll read the email, then we'll have a tune, and then we'll get some of the answers. Hi PJ, it's nice to be able to listen to the show every morning this week. At the same time, I wish I could be at work. Because instead of being at work, I'm lying in bed, bored. I had four holiday days left over this year. My plan was to take them in January. But two weeks ago, HR rang to say I had to take them this week. It's really annoying. I'd much prefer to have held on to them and take them in the depths of January or February. I remember you talking about this before, but I can't remember what you said Any advice? What are my rights? They made three of us in the office take our holidays this week or lose them. Cheers. Anna.
16: Hmm.
6: I know a man or knew a man who was a dinger on that stuff. I speak of Richard Grogan, the great Richard Grogan, whose hundreds of videos, by the way, are still up on his TikTok and his Instagram Instagram, if you want to go look for them. But Richard passed away and we were all very sad to hear it, passed away in November. But all of his employer rights videos are indeed up on his TikTok. And Richard spoke to me last December about exactly the kind of thing that Anna was asking us. At this time of the year, as we come up to the end of December, we, we hear a lot of reports that people are under pressure to take all of their holidays, use it or lose it, before the end of December. And it's happening right, left and centre. Now, you put, I'll, I'll talk to you about it in a second, but you, you, you summed it all up in 25 seconds.
10: An employer who says that you can't carry over after the 31st of December is breaking the law. End of story, no discussion, there's no choice, there's no nothing. That's the leave here in Irish law. So if anybody tells them, you can play this read to them and tell them, I'm happy to see them in the WRC if they want to go on with that stupidity. Because, as I say,
6: i being reasonable. That's the law. And that's a fact. All around us people are being told, Richard, where I, you know them days now, if you haven't taken that four or five days or that three or four uh, days, you don't take them, they're gone. Not true. Yeah. No, the
10: the annual leave year in Ireland was set in 1998, so it's not exactly new law, as being the 1st of April to the 31st of March. And that actually is in Section 2 of the Organisation of Working Time Act. And I'm sorry for quoting legislation, but uh, lots of people come out with this thing of, oh, well, this is the leave year that we have, uh, no, you can't do that. An employer can't change the statutory leave year. So, for your twenty days that are set in stone in the legislation, the leave year is the first of April to the thirty-first of March. Now, if you've got thirty days holidays, then in those situations, the employer can say, "Well, the ten there that are the, the ten extra, you need to get rid of them." That's fine. That's different. But for uh, for the statutory leave year, it's one April to thirty-one March, and that's its stone.
6: When people have a contract of employment with their terms and conditions of work, that may well contain dates between which leave has to be taken. Is that legal? Well, it depends.
10: I mean, we we would see an awful lot of contracts that come in to us. And it's the, the first of January to the thirty first of December. and That's whether we're active for employers or employees. The minute we see it on one for an employer, we go, Yeah, you need to change that. Um, as regards taking holidays at particular times, an employer is allowed to say, Yes, look, you know, we've always had what we used have the builders' holidays, for example, going back many years, the first two weeks in August. So an employer is entitled to say, Look, we close down for we say the first two weeks in August and we need everybody to take two weeks' holidays at that stage. And that's perfect legal. Other than that, if the employer just decides, well, I better think of getting what I'm going to do this year. They have to discuss it with the employee or their union. They have to take into account their personal and family circumstances and their opportunity for rest and relaxation. So you have to take those into account. Then the employer can do it, but they have to give you one month's notice. So, uh, if they're thinking of putting it out now, you have to take uh, three days at Christmas. Well, we're now into the 14th of uh, December, a bit late.
6: A lot of people earlier this year in a number of companies, remember this came up at a discussion I was having with friends earlier in the year. A lot of companies asked people to use up a certain proportion of their leave before a given date, say the 30th of June. What's that about?
10: It depends. Um, some companies just are looking at scheduling it through the year. You don't want everybody, not everybody can go off on holidays, yeah. you know, in December. So they're saying, look, we, we have that. I mean, what you'll find in a lot of companies who are good employers, they'll turn around and say at the beginning of the leave year, look, uh, we're now setting out the leave year. Very often they'll say, by the way, we're given some precedence in booking first for those who have uh, young children particularly those who might have children in creches, because uh, there will be times of the year when creches close down and they have to take their holidays then. So they'll do that. And then they'll say, right, we need you to take your, your holidays. And by the way, you're supposed to take two weeks uninterrupted every year. Yeah. You're supposed to have two weeks. And so that you you may get more than that, but you're supposed to take a two week block every year.
6: Yeah, that's a legal, that's a legal right. So for people who are being told, and I'm thinking particularly now, people in retail and people in a lot of low paid employment where they barely get the statutory twenty days, you cannot be made to use up leave before the end of December?
10: Absolutely not. you the, the leave year ran from the first of April. And an employer says, you know, use it or lose it. Well, they can come the 1st of April next year. They can be down looking at a WRC complaint form saying I didn't get my holidays.
6: Okay, All right. Listen, Richard, people can find you on TikTok or any other platform. Richard Grogan. Uh, Videos are short, snappy and always finish with the catchphrase. That's the law. And that's a fact. Richard, thanks very much. Thank you. He was a great guy. Uh, An awful lot, Uh, the great Richard Grogan. I was just looking back over his videos this morning. I had a thought, um, I'm not going to do it, I wouldn't know how to do it, but surely someone has the wherewithal within the system, the the legal profession, to take all of his videos and put them into a kind of a searchable, collated dictionary or diary because they are some kind of an online guide because he has videos on everything and they're still there. But if you are a person who has the regular number of annual holidays 20 days and someone is trying to tell you you have to take your last three or your last four or your last two this week you don't you absolutely don't Organisation to Work and Time Act I know some people will get no choice because their bosses are idiots but That's the law. And that's a fact. Got this in as well. Now, unfortunately, poor Richard isn't around. But I can't imagine what he'd say here. My daughter is a sub teacher. They're paying them out in alphabetical order. So she won't get any money until the new year. What? It's an absolute disgrace. A lot of the subs will now have no money for Christmas. Can you pop that out there? A concerned dad. Concerned? If she was my daughter, hang on a while. They're paying them out in alphabetical order. What is that about? So if your name is Ahern, you get paid today. And if your name is, I don't know, give me a tea, Tobin. You get paid in the new year. Like, what on absolute earth? What does they say? What the actual, you know? 0818. Ninety six, ninety six, ninety six.
2: 96, Access all areas on Cork's 96 FM. Your
3: guide to nightlife on Leaside. Hi,
2: it's
6: Michael with an update on Cork's entertainment.
10: Lisa McHugh has announced her long anticipated Cypress Avenue debut on April 22nd. Tickets are now on sale from the Old Oak and from cypressavenue.ie. Access all
3: areas.
10: Glam Rockers Steel Panther bring their On the Prowl World Tour to Cork on May 26th with tickets on sale on Friday from the Old Oak and cypressavenue.ie.
2: Access All Areas.
10: You can contact us here at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events by emailing us at aaa at 96fm.ie Access All
6: Areas. Your guide to nightlife on side On
3: Cork's 96FM.
6: As it's Christmas week and as we are feeling generous just this once We'll organise it. We'll drop one of our Super Value vouchers to Dad so that his daughter can do some shopping in Super Value. It's only 50 quid, but it'll get something for them, for her uh, to have over Christmas. All right, just because it's very, very near to the big day. 0818 96 96 96. Now, there is a HSE COVID scam going around. There's a couple of them, actually. There's one of them... That says you're a close contact and you need to buy tests, antigen tests. And there's another one which is slightly different, but they're both a scam and they both give you a link in a text. Yesy.
4: Hello. Hi.
6: What happened to you?
4: (laughs) It's funny. I was in town with the kids and I got the message. That was Saturday. And they said, no, I got one Friday that you've been in close contact, but they didn't pay attention. So Saturday, I got another one, and I say, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So it's, there's two already, so I say it has to be somebody then. Anyway, I didn't know anything.
6: What, 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 so what was went, the message, Jesse? Sorry? What did the message
4: say? Oh, you being been in close contact. Please uh, go into the um, H- HSE to get the test, to get the kit. So I click the link went into hsc website it was all real it looks so similar yeah i did it before it was so real so i did everything put on my name the kids everything and then at the end it said put on my address my postcode everything so at the end it said, pay two euros for the post hmm. so i said well two euros and they're gonna send me the kit and we're five in the house so that's okay so I put on my card, everything, they hacked my account. Oh. That didn't work because it looks like the AIB blocked that payment. So I say, well, I have five euros in Revolut, I use that. And they hack Revolut as well. So they hacked the two accounts. Oh my goodness. So that was Saturday. So Sunday I got a call from them, from the hackers. So they say, Mom, uh, this is the AIB calling you. Uh, your your bank account is being compromised. Uh, you're being hacked. And I was like, Oh yes, yes, because my husband said, uh, Cancel that. That's not right. They never they never ask you for any money. Yes. So, so I cancelled the payment, but it was too late already because uh, they got all my details, everything. So uh, they called me and I said, yes, yes, that's true. I thought it was AIB, but it was not AIB. Wow. <laughs> so they said to me, eh, eh, listen, mom, eh, have you been using your car in Brown Thomas? I said, no, no. Have you been using your car to pay for a hotel? No, no, no. I said, that wasn't me. So they said, well, eh, this is a serious matter. You need to transfer the money that you have in your account, transfer to Revolute. Because your car, eh, we're going to cancel your car now and send you a new car. Okay. I was like, what? They say, yes, if you have some money just for you to use during the week, because that will take seven to ten days for fix your car and get a new car and everything. So I was just driving and I say, I'm driving. He said, this is a serious matter, mom. You need to stop the car. You need to stop your car and you need to uh, transfer the money into your Revolut. So I was like, Oh no, that's not them. No, Definitely that's not IB. No, that's not AIB. So I hung up. I hung up. They called me back again and I was just arriving home again. And my husband said, um, that's not IB, they never call you. That's that's not IB Hang up. Correct. So I hung up. And they call again and my husband answered. Yeah. But we call AIB and we cancel the account. Uh, but they, I don't know how they did it, but they log in. AIB told me then, I fixed it when I went down to the bank. Uh, they log in into my account from another phone, from Samsung Galaxy. So um, wow. I don't know how they do it. It's just... Everybody has to be careful really, these days. Really, like. really, there's a lot so of medicine, stuff
6: going around? That you you were very, you were wise to to be ca- to be cautious. But they, they were getting you these people who said claimed to be AIB were getting you to move money from AIB yes, into yes. Revolut. Sure, no one in, re- in any would ever tell you to move money into Revolut, but they were. Yeah, yeah, that was a real kind. Con- Just
4: careful well, no, bad with that with those tests because it's so real. Like you click, yeah. like I'm so cautious all the time. But that one, it looks so real. It does. You know,
6: it does. It does. Yesie, your accent is beautiful. Where does it come from?
4: Oh, <laughs> Dominican Republic. Thank uh, you, PD. It's
6: absolutely gorgeous. And what ha- what has you <laughs> with us in Cork?
4: Well, um, nine years ago, I met my husband in Bonao, in Dominican Republic. Right. He was working in a coal mine. So we end up here uh, with three kids. Well, before that, we used to live in South Africa, yes. Australia.
6: Oh, brilliant. Is he, is he from Cork?
4: He's from Cork, yes. He's from Cork.
6: All
4: right. Rory Rory O'Brien.
6: Rory so. O'Brien. All right. Yes, see, lovely to talk to you. A happy Christmas you, to you okay. and yours. Thank you. Thank Jane you. Thank you very much. 0818 96, 96, 96. What a beautiful accent. Right. Uh, oh, the secret to mulled wine, says Vinny in Bwing Ah, uh, Vinny. Vinny. You'd be in a pile on the floor. Secret to mulled wine is steep it in the slow cooker for the day with whiskey. You'd be on the floor, Vinny. And someone else makes their mulled wine with a dash of tan, oh, tanora in them. Now there's a thought.
3: We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96 FM. Happy holidays. With your local mace, savings with a smile, all through the Christmas season. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call
2: 0818 96, 96, 96 Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96, 96
3: Email opinion at 96fm.ie
2: The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan
3: On Cork's 96FM
2: Your heart would break,
6: wouldn't it, for um, the family and friends and loved ones of that, uh, that young soldier. It really, really would. Your family or your heart would also break for the family of young Searsha O'Sullivan. You may have seen this. Uh, she was a fourth class pupil at Skull Neve Yosef in Riverstown in Glenmire. Uh, it's been confirmed that that poor young girl died of strep A. She contracted strep A prior to her death on Monday. A fourth class pupil at Skull Neve Yosef in Riverstown on Monday. That's very, very, very sad. We know that strep A is is rampant. For most people, it's just a a minor illness. You'd be pretty sick with it, but most people get over it. But well, poor sirsha didn't. So our thoughts with with her and her family. Also thinking of a great Cork character. Um, this this I, he was he was a dub actually. Um, but he hadn't been seen around for a while and people were asking the question have you seen the fella with the long hair? He probably looked older than he was I, I don't know I'm talking about Paul Stewart he, was, he also went by the name of Neil Kerwin sometimes he was a man with flowing locks of grey hair and, and uh, he was always kind of dishevelled looking but you'd see him around Merchants Key Shopping Centre. Uh, he he'd he'd help people with their bags. Owen English has a lovely piece about him actually in today's Examiner. Uh, and um, very quiet, very pleasant man. Uh, he would help people with their bags, or if you asked directions, he knew where everywhere was. And he hadn't been seen around town. And someone raised it here with us the other day in the office. Has anyone seen the fellow with the grey hair? That's what he was known as. His name was Paul Stewart, otherwise Neil Kerwin. He died peacefully at a nursing home, Mount Cara, on Tuesday. And uh, his, um, his funeral will be at the North Cathedral tomorrow at 11. He lies in repose at Colin's funeral home in Shandon Street from 3 to 4 today. Lots of people knew him, described as a sweetheart, uh, harmless old soul, lovely man, gentle, Gentle soul, kind man. He was, he was. I didn't know him. I'd have spoken a word with him maybe over the years, but really, really nice, nice old man. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Right, let's take a look at the telly. And I know, Crossy, you're 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 a busy lad. So we'll we'll get to you. Um, there's a lot to do on the telly over the next few days. A lot of specials, a lot of streaming stuff. We'll start with streaming. Is that, and I haven't seen that movie yet, and I'm excited to see Banshees of Inisherin is already streaming. Morning,
17: morning. This is a lovely treat for Ivan for Christmas. You know what? I think next year the Oscars. I think the Banshees of Inisherin is just gonna destroy everybody else you, are, you already know the Golden Globes they've been nominated loads it's just a beautiful movie not much happens in it but does it really need to when you're sitting down looking at the greats of Ireland you know you got uh, Brendan Gleeson Colin Farrell Barry Keone they're all in it I know Pat Short's in it as well and John mm-hmm. Kenny it's like that the best of the Irish are in it they're woollen jumpers the west of Ireland and I think it'll be something really nice to watch Crossy
6: is day. it Paddy Whackery
17: No, no. And I think that's why it's doing so well, is that it's very, it's one of Martin McDonough's, and he does a movie every couple of years. And Mm. if you probably watched three billboards that won an Oscar a while ago, it's very much like that. You know, there's a bit of thought put into it, and it's just wholesome. I I, I was half afraid
6: of Darby Darby O'Gill for a month. Oh, oh,
17: no. No. Me too. Do you know what? I went to the... I was working at the Premier for it and I was a bit afraid because there was a lot of Irish people at the lighthouse for it. Brenda Fricker was there. Bono was there. I know Catherine Martin, the TD, was there. And I was going, do you know what? These people wouldn't be here if there was rumours that it was going to be Darby O'Gill-esque so the best thing is it's not like that Disney for some reason have decided you know to fasten it up and put it on their streaming platform and I think it'll be nice you know Christmas afternoon movie to yeah, watch
6: with the yeah. family There's a there's a great scene in it where Barry Cohen is standing by a lake with one of the female stars I can't remember who it is now it's a very tragic scene but he is remarkable in it that's the only I've only seen <laughs> I've only seen clips he to... is, do you know
17: what? Of all the people, he's got some star quality. I don't yeah. know what it is. He's absolutely wild. Uh, I remember Colin Farrell was saying, that. I asked him, how was Barry? He said, I had to share a room with him. I'm saying nothing else. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
6: like the fact that he's a bit, yeah. a bit of divilment in him. He's few, a great few. Fan. few Golden Globes stapled on and maybe some Oscars after it. All right, that's on that one. Emily in Paris. Now, this is kind of... I watched the first season. Is it dubbed in English yet, Crossy? Do
17: you know what? It, it is. Emily in Paris is one of those things that you sit down, like Sex in the City or whatever it is, and you enjoy it. Lily Collins uh, plays Emily in Paris. She moves over from America. I don't want to spoil the first season for you, but she gets a bit bold over there, mm. and she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. It's now on season three. Uh, it was released yesterday. And I know it's trending worldwide now because people are watching it. They've been on the campaign trail over the last while because because of COVID and all the lockdowns, this was released when everyone was stuck in their houses but it's the first time now they can travel the world they did the premiere last week in Paris it's the first time all the cast have been together and I think this will be a nice hurrah to um, season 3 by the end of it and the fashion as well you know mm-hmm. there's not that many shows these days that you can watch you know fashion that you want to buy stuff and I think this is a juggernaut of a TV show that people will go oh the clothes there are lovely the guys are lovely the girls are lovely so yeah if you're into that sort of I want to turn my brain off for a while I think Emily in Paris the okay. f-
6: full three seasons on Netflix is what to Watch. Daniel Craig has a movie as well streaming on Netflix this Christmas. Glass Onion? Yeah.
17: Glass Onion. So if you remember Knives Out was a massive hit hey. um, after the second last Bond movie that he was in. And they've done a brand new movie with this. Uh, Janelle Monae's in it. Uh, it's going to be out on Netflix as well. Um, I know one of our guys in here interviewed Daniel Craig and he says you know we did this movie thinking nobody would want a sequel. I think they're already looking at a third movie it's mm. one of these you know you have to get your head together to have a look at it who killed what what happened here knives out always is a stellar cast mm. and that is going to be on uh, netflix as well so i think netflix wins when it comes to what's going on mm. uh this season uh for christmas and i it's mad to think you know because i was looking around at normal tv you know what's what's on you know the normal channels and there's not that much new stuff there's, there, not. there's not that much you know no, it's not. very you know this is well like the only thing right that i'm Ex- half excited for, and I never really am because it's there's not that much on. It's EastEnders now. If oh. you've never watched EastEnders, right? I know, I know, and me too. I'm like I did oh back my God. in the day, like back in the day. Yeah, EastEnders. PR have said if you were a fan of EastEnders back in the day get in for a treat because they are going full on back in the day Christmas sitting down Janine Butcher is getting married to Mick who was How married to I Linda that's
6: about her seventh time getting married now <laughs> she's married more times <laughs> than Elizabeth Taylor at this stage
17: and do you remember back in the day when she pushed Cora Barry off a cliff and R.I.P. This could be happening again with Mick. There's been scenes where his car has driven over a cliff and the rumour is, bye-bye Mick, because uh, uh, Danny Dyer's leaving EastEnders and so is Janine. What's going to happen? Is she going to push him off a cliff? Is she going to drive him off a cliff? But uh, EastEnders PR have gone very Imagine heavy you If to I was say. married
6: to Janine, I think I'd run off the cliff. <laughs> I'd
17: be terrified. <laughs> Do you know what? Her daughter is 17 years of age and massive on TikTok. And there was a TikTok trend for a while. You don't want to mess with me because you don't know my mom. And she's there dancing and all of a sudden she moves to a site and it's Janine. I was like, absolutely not. Do I want to mess with her? She's crazy. Uh,
6: now, Christmas Eve, and I love this one. And you can call it twee and you can call it corny and you can call it all of those things. But Christmas in the castle is gorgeous.
17: It's beautiful, and it's a nice wind-down before Santa arrives on Christmas Eve. Uh, Dahi O'Shea and Sinead Kennedy beautiful music and it's one of those things you know you sit around with your family maybe talk about the year that's been have a chat about you know what's for Christmas dinner tomorrow and it's there in the corner and it's nice I've watched the past couple of years and uh, the promo mm. videos that Orti have had so far in it it's quite Lovely. nice I think it'll be a nice treat just before Santa arrives
6: and I think of all the lads there in the orchestra and and the, and the in, in their tuxes and it was like July and Roston I mean how the <laughs> hell did you, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the old, <laughs> ever reliable father ted christmas special where they're stuck in the knicker department that's on christmas eve i had to put that in because you you know it's a tradition isn't it it really is a tradition now at this stage nine o'clock or t2 i mean here's the thing it's such it's such a tradition that we keep it here there's the exit
0: thank god god look at all those people they definitely see us coming out maybe if you actually buy some underpants that it wouldn't look so strange. Oh, yes. They are women's underpants.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> What's going on? I think Ted, Ted has a plan. No, I mean in general. <laughs> Pure class. I can't find a way out of the <laughs> Pure class. Another one now. I was never into this. The soggy bottom Christmas special. Well, oh, sorry. Great British Bake Off Christmas special. Christmas. Do you Eve. know what?
17: It's a bit limp this year. They're, they're trying to go, you know, because Channel 4 had an anniversary birthday this year and they want to go down that route. So they've got a lot of people who would have worked in Channel 4. Star quality, it's not really there. If you're a fan of Brookside back in the day, Claire Sweeney, she's going to be in it. Gabby Roslin's in it. Sir Tony Robinson's in it. Do mm. you know what? If you're a fan of Great British Bake Off, it's just like watching the normal one. Does that make sense? Like there's no, you know, mad celebrities that yes. are going to be in it that you're going to go, oh, look at that person.
6: Another one. Um, Another one where I will be choosing to have a snooze. And even if I wasn't choosing to have a snooze, I would probably run from the room strictly Christmas special.
17: (laughs) So Nicola Roberts from, I was going to say Spice Girls from Girls Aloud is in it. And you got Larry Lamb who played Mick in Gavin and Stacey are going to be in it. They do this every year. And I wonder, do they sometimes go, why aren't you picking us for the main one? You know, because this is only a one episode, little performance. It's Christmas Day, ten past five. Mm. And as you said, a lot of people will be going for a snooze around then if they don't want
6: it. Have you had a sniff of the Mrs. Brown special? Because they keep it very much under wraps every year. I haven't. And you know what? I hope for them it's good.
17: I really do. Mm. Uh, I know they watch it back in my house. I watch it. I get a giggle out of it. I don't like when people slag it off. But I—I I, I, has it reached its final days? part of me kind of feels it is I'm hoping this Christmas is going to be good I watch it through my mum's eyes because she is a nuts from start to finish she's Angela isn't she Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, my granny God her, she was the image of her and acted like her as well, so I, I see her, that's probably why my mom's watching it, she's probably reminiscing over, it. maybe I she's crying it. instead of laughing I <laughs> love it, I love
6: it, now we've got uh, a yeah. whole pile of time left, Crossy, but one that's on, and a Palamoyne who's into Paddington, and I mean so into Paddington that he actually has a scarf right, wow, yeah he's in this business, I won't name him he said Paddington 2 was one of the most gorgeous films he's ever seen If you've
17: never seen it, do yourself a favor. It is one of the greatest movies I have ever watched. Everything about it. Brendan Gleeson's also in it. He plays that bad guy in this movie. Mm. It is so, so good. Uh, It is on on, RTE 2, 10 past 6 uh, on Christmas Eve. Get the whole family to watch it. Like I'd watch it myself today that's how good it is yeah. they're currently making a third movie uh, it's going to be I think it's based in Argentina but it won't be out for another two years so do yourself a favour and mm-hmm. get into the Christmas
6: spirit with Paddington 2 and, and the very last one and it's absolute it's, it's a gem and um, the, the, the great Maggie makes it uh, Maggie Smith makes it I just I mean makes it Downton Abbey the movie or to you one five to ten Christmas night
17: Yes, brilliant movie to relax into St. Stephen's Day. Uh, It's a very, do you know what? You don't even have to have watched any of the series of Downton Abbey because they make it for the cinema. And it will then get you set up then for the second movie, which is on now, streaming on now. That's
6: right. So it's perfect for you. And the entire series is back up on Netflix. Crossy, have a wonderful Christmas, my friend. You too. Absolutely. It's been great talking to you this year. Take care. We'll talk to you in 2023, the great Crossy. There's so much stuff. A lot of it is streaming stuff. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he was talking about fashion. Um, I'll tell you this now because she might be listening or she might have told someone about it or she might be home from work and listening to us. But we were wandering around town last Saturday and we were in to Brown Thomas because Queen Bee was buying a gift. And myself and the unfiltered were just basically, you know, yeah. Fellas in Brown Thomas, we're, we're just baggage, really, I think, anyway. We're just wandering around, unless you're in the men's department. We're just baggage, literally carrying the bags around Brown Thomas. So we're there, and we're done the purchasing, right? And she's got this, and she's got that, and she's got the other. She's happy, out, big smile on her face, and she, she's admiring clothes, you see. At this stage, I want to pint. The old fella's bored, right? But she's enjoying herself. So, as you do, we're just letting her go through this and go through the other and whatever. And she she lifts up this garment. I don't even remember what it was. She lifts up this long, flowing, swishy garment from a rail, and she's looking at it. It's got sequins on it. it. It got so many sequins on it. It was like them, you know, them posters that are yeah posters they used to have done by the railway that used to blow in the wind. It was like one of them. Now she holds it up. She goes, would you look at that? She said, and she admiring it. And it's kind of a green. She look. She she. Isn't it gorgeous? Gorgeous. And I said, Well, I wouldn't wear it myself. And the poor girl behind the counter took a. I thought she was going to choke. I wouldn't wear it myself. And the poor girl behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Actually, Crossy mentioned EastEnders and they have a big night this Christmas night. Alice was on. To say the best Christmas moment would have to have been Dirty Den and Angie in EastEnders. Oh, now you're bringing back memories. That has got to be the sickest joke that you've ever played, and then what's fell for Well, now the joke's on
10: This. My sweet is a letter from my solicitor
6: telling you that your husband has filed a petition for divorce. It also tells you to get yourself a solicitor pretty damn quick couple more of those before we get to the end of the show. 0818 96 96, 96. Uh, Now Revolut has issued an email I got it actually in the last 10 minutes I was just looking here. Revolut has issued an email to all of its nearly 2 million Irish customers. Uh, this is to do with something we talked about earlier in the week um, shoulder surfing and fake taxis and massive scams and people losing, losing thousands an email sent to its almost 2 million Irish customers Revolut has issued a warning about shoulder surfing, which it says is sometimes done using an accomplice in a fake taxi The criminal waits until the victim is leaving then calls up the fake cab. Once in the taxi the victim's phone is stolen using various tactics such as the other driver or the driver saying they need to check maps. That's coming out from Revolut this morning Revolut is brilliant but one thing about Revolut if someone gets at your Revolut and takes money off your Revolut it's quite hard to get it back because they do and they'll say we told you what to do we told you how to avoid this and if you didn't do it then tough but they've issued that statement this morning because like that lovely caller that we had before the news Yessie about the scam she caught they were asking her to move money into Revolut and all that, so it's, it's, it's a complex area, but that statement released this morning, if you get it, if you are a Revolut customer, you'll have that email or it'll be in your app notifications. It's worth reading it.
3: We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. Merry Christmas. With your local Mace. Great value deals for family and friends this Christmas.
2: Cork loves the arts. We do too.
14: That's why we bring you the art House
2: Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM.
14: Hi, it's Elmery. Join myself and Connor for a very special Arts House show on Cork's 96FM Christmas Morning. We'll be going fully festive featuring the beautiful sounds of choirs from all over Cork. From junior infants to workplace choirs, we've got them all. So while you're unwrapping presents and getting the turkey in the oven, we'll fill the air with Choirs of Cork. Make sure you join us this Sunday morning from 8 on Cork's 96FM.
2: The Arts House. Sunday
14: mornings 8 to 10 with Griffin's Potato.
3: Potatoes. Planted,
6: picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes, the great taste of home. Corks, 96 FM. Amanda says she can't wait for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, are you sure it's not Christmas Eve? It's one of the two nights anyway. Uh, glass of red, box of black magic. Oh yeah. Actually, myself and my daughter are doing our annual junk run tonight. Uh, I think we will pick up a box of black magic. Box of Black Magic she said and the best Christmas film ever Love Actually says Amanda Yeah you can give or take Love Actually but I'll go with you on the glass of red and the Box of Black Magic 0818 96 96 96 Get your listening gear around this Now that's the pupils of school E Sagon singing for a lady called Mrs Anne Cook, a very special lady, uh, and they did this as a tribute to her. Eilish from the school and Anne's daughters also there, also called Anne by the way. But uh, Eilish, to you first at the school morning.
9: Morning, PJ, morning. how are you?
6: This this is lovely. Um, so why did they do this for Anne? Who is Anne Cook first?
9: Um, and Cook, I suppose, is a, a local celebrity around Farenry. Um She'd be renowned for years ago, well, not years ago, not that many years ago. She would have been um, the lady who would have had matches. She'd be the lady with the oranges at half time, you know, and the reason they won many a match. Um, so she'd be well known around the area. Um, so, you know, saw her coming out of Mass on... Um, Thur- Wednesday thur- or thur- thur- Thursday huh. and uh, we decided we'd head up to her house and um, sing a few songs for her
6: very good and her daughter's there and Junior
9: hello
12: PJ
6: how are you doing, how did she respond
12: she's here now with me so I'll put her on that be great,
6: yeah. marvellous yeah.
12: so say hello ma'am hello Pete
6: how are you? Yeah, that's right. You? Hello, yeah. Anne. How are you? How many thousand oranges do you think you've sliced up over all the years? <laughs>
16: yeah. How many thousand? Thousands. Thousands of them. <laughs> thousands
6: of them. You're the total surprise. Yeah.
12: When uh, when you saw the boys coming over, what did you think? I I nearly died with the shock. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they're lovely though. They're lovely kids, aren't uh, they?
12: They're lovely.
6: Yeah. How are you looking forward to Christmas, Anne? I am fine. Uh, yeah? Good, good. How is she getting on, Anne? Anne she's Junior?
2: Uh,
16: and, uh, PJ, like, we just want to thank Elish there and um, the master and the other teacher at the boys. It's after making her Christmas, really, PJ. It is. Do you know? She, she's on air since it happened, really, do you know?
6: Fantastic. It's lovely to know that people appreciate something you've been doing, you know?
16: And, and like she done a, a lot of work for the parish, so she did but like everywhere we go there's men coming from everywhere talking to her yeah
6: yeah. <laughs> chopping chop up the oranges for the half time brilliant yeah alright having nice
8: uh, hmm?
12: PJ PJ happy Christmas dear love
6: happy Christmas sweetheart and may you have many many more of them all right, bye. All right, and to your lovely daughter, also called Anne, which confuses things just a little. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both. Happy Christmas to, to everyone, everybody in, in, in the house. But before I let you go, back to, back to Eilish at the school. Uh, a lovely a lovely gesture, and she can tell she's, she's emotional about it. But come here to me. Is this one-off now going around singing to people, or have you anybody else in mind? <laughs>
11: Uh, Well, it started about two years ago, PJ,
9: as part of the Reimagine Glow during COVID.
6: Yeah.
9: um, With music generation, they have a huge input into our school and creative tradition as well. Sure. Um, They do massive, massive work in our school. Um, So as part of the Reimagine Glow, we went to Heather House um, two years ago um, and sang for the residents above in Heather House, outside, obviously, at the time. Um, And then on the way back, we called to two nanas. So one nana of one of the boys in the school, Mrs Cahalan, and then my own Nana, um, we called to her door as well. She's in Farnley as well. So between the, the students and the teachers, there's a lot of local um, teachers as well as students, obviously. Um, so it was an honour to be able to call to, to the Nana's houses. So then we kind of just kept that tradition going then for the last uh, two or three years. So um, and we, on Thursday, as well, we also called to another lady, um, Margaret O'Flynn. Yeah. Um, she, if you if you to look on our Facebook page, she's going to be the first comment under every single post we put up. You know, so she was great. She's a great fan of the school, sure. and is always sharing and supporting the school as well. So we just kind of want to give back to the, the local community. You know, it's more the school isn't just about what's inside the, the gates of Scalise You know, we're really really proud of the community we're in, and we would just love to give back to it. Yeah. You know, so we'll definitely be keeping it going, and I'd say the list will be growing. I think last year we walked over twenty kilometres between different houses. Um, just, you know, spreading spreading with the Christmas cheer, really, in in Farnley. you
6: know? That's absolutely brilliant, and long may it continue, and Scully used to go on, and like you said, the connection with Music Generation, and also the connection with uh, the fabulous Cabin Studios over the years, great young entertainers, it's turning out as well as bright, young, well-educated kids. That's uh, Eilish Moynihan from Skull Issigon and Farinry, and the uh, the the and the two the two ends the cooks. Um, congratulations on all that you've done, and thank you for all. That was a big thank you from your parish for all that you've done, uh, and 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 Junior. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. It's lovely things have have been happening. Like she used to look at all the hurlers and tomorrow. I've got a whole list of songs that people would like me to play. We won't be able to play them all. We mightn't even be able to argue the toss for playing some of them. Like, we're going to have awful trouble getting this one. Awful trouble getting that one. But another one that comes up and people want to hear it. Day one. You know, then we might that you could get a spin. You'd never know, and there will be a no-holy night. We will be on Christmas duty uh, tomorrow as we finish up for the season. Michael, uh, we've heard much in the recent past on the matter of increase in the cost of living. Here's one small item that's increased dramatically: sugar, and no one else seems to have noticed. I've mentioned it in supermarkets, and they all express amazement. A short time back, a kilo of sugar was 95 cents. Then it went to 105, 115, 125, and a few weeks ago, 145. Now, two weeks later, 175. How's that for an increase over a short time? That's damn nearly doubled in price over a short period of time. And you know, it's the one that goes into the basket, it goes into the trolley, and you don't even think about it. I was out yesterday evening actually buying, because the young fella has his final day at his day centre today and they're having their party And by the way happy Christmas to everyone involved in practice care and thank you for all you do for him and with him but uh, we we'll are getting some baking ingredients, because he bakes, he loves to bake, we're getting a few bits and pieces and I'm going around, because herself isn't well at the moment so I'm going around Tesco's with a shopping list, going, where the hell is that and that, where's that, what is that, anyway, we got everything together a bag of bacon a bag of bacon bits baking, pro it's expensive 0818 969696 keep suggestions coming in for songs and if we can do them tomorrow we'll do them. Catching up as well with some of our friends, Cork people who won't be home this Christmas, people in the four corners of the world we'll do some of that. If there's anybody by the way that you think we would enjoy talking to or might want to talk to us that you can't get home or they haven't been able to get home to you or you haven't been able to get over to them Opinion at 96 ie would we'll make that call for you uh, tomorrow morning. Now, the chickens are flying flying, and uh, the turkeys rather We thought there'd be a shortage of turkeys There isn't There are plenty of turkeys to be had Best place, of course, to go is in to the English market uh, Tim at the Chicken Inn How does it compare to other years, mate? Good morning Good morning, PJ. How are you keeping? Good. Are you busy? Um,
13: yeah, yeah. It's uh, sitting along nicely. It's probably the start of it this morning, yeah. um, because it's a, a food item, personal product. Yes. We don't want to be sending them home with people uh, too soon.
6: Yes, yes. Um,
13: so it'll be all uh, today, tomorrow, and it uh, will be a bit done on Saturday then as well, yep. you know.
6: Yeah, because obviously you have to have it really, really fresh. And is they, are they taking the whole bird or are they going for crowns or bones and rolls or what?
13: It's uh, it's very mixed. Um, there, There's a lot of the whole birds still being, still being sold. Um, that's the one I prefer, to be honest. Um, we all like to see the full turkey up on the table. Mm. Um, but uh, certainly there's a bit of bone and roll going on there, right? Yeah. Um, and there's uh, turkey crowns that are, will always be popular.
6: T- crowns are, are popular because you you get all the the lovely breast meat. You don't a lot of the legs go to waste, but you also get the bone.
13: Which, you do, which, but which, to say I would be I would be a leg man then PJ and also yeah, be happy. And thankfully, the is and the chicken is starting to to go. It's starting to be popular again. Yeah, um, and that gives us the opportunity to to go back to selling a whole chicken. Yes. Um which um and that that can be portioned yes um, so people can actually use the four portions on the chicken which is always it's always a lovely way to uh, like the Thai meat is
6: oh chicken chicken thighs, uh, is fabulous chicken yeah. thighs, is fabulous we, we, we make, co- we make curry with that at home it's fabulous yeah
13: yeah, and it's the same with the turkey the Thai meat on the turkey it's the most succulent meat you could uh you could eat there's plenty of bone around it and plenty of flavour there as
6: well. A tip for getting it just right: the problem with it, Tim, is if you have the legs, the left. If the legs are perfect, then then the breast is 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 like eating a beer mat. How do how how do you get it right? Well, basically,
13: look, we have a very simple process at home. We we don't overcomplicate stuff at all, uh, especially Christmas day when there's so much other things to be doing, like. Visiting and stuff like that. So, like, we just keep it very simple. Um, or, or, uh, or procedure really is just uh, melt upon the butter. Yeah. Um, we then soak the muslin in the in the melted butter, and we put the entire muslin cloth over the turkey, um, legs and all. And we tuck it well down over the wings, um, right onto the drumsticks, the thighs, yeah. um, and just cover it all with the soaking butter. <sighs> um, and we put it into the we put it into the oven then and we have a temperature probe. Um which I think is the most important thing that anybody could have in their kitchen. Um, because that will cook the turkey just right for you. Yeah. Um now the recommended is uh, seventy five. Um but because we cook on the bone and because of the thigh meat and getting right into the, the, the wing joint and the drumstick joint, the thighs um, we like to take it to about 80 degrees.
6: Right. Make sure everything's so then,
13: done. Yeah. So then, on the big reveal, so when you're taking off your muslin, when your turkey is cooked and you peel it back, you don't have that protruding breastbone which can often mean that the turkey is overcooked.
6: Yeah. 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 The minutes the minute you see that, you know, like you're carving away at timber to get, well, it, get out.
13: It be, yeah. It, it could go a bit crummy when, uh, when you start to
6: slice it then. Yeah and then, you know. and, then and, and then it's 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 too dry. The time for it, Tim, because we're now in kilos, we've changed. It used to be what was it? Was it fifteen minutes per pound and another fifteen minutes for the oven? Whatever that's supposed yeah, to mean. I what th- is it now?
13: I think I think it was twenty minutes uh, twenty minutes a pound, then plus another twenty. To be honest with you, I would never do the other twenty. I'd never do the extra twenty, and um, because I always felt that took it over the. Over the edge a small, but yes. Yeah. Um, so I generally stick to the twenty minutes uh, a pound of conversion into kilo, and um, because we cook the temperature more than to time. Yes. Um. We we're running on uh, we're running on watching that uh, temperature probe, um. And when that hits eighty degrees, no matter what time it is, it, the the turkey will come out of the oven.
6: Where yeah? Where do you put that probe? Where Where do you?
13: Uh, so, the probe will be uh, inserted just on the, on the breast of the turkey. Right. Um, so, you can put it right down diagonally okay. into the turkey until you hit a bone. I see. And the most important thing is to pull it back away from the bone um, when you feel you're hitting the bone, just to pull it back a tiny bit. the bone will the, bone the reading. Can give a false reading. That's yeah. It. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, the bone will heat. Um, so, yeah, a no, lot people have various ways. I have people at the county here telling me that they take the turkey out of the oven and they wrap it in a tea towel and they let it up in the cooker and they let it cook away nicely because even when the turkey comes out of the oven, it is still cooking. Tis,
6: it, it is. Yeah. Some people yeah, would hit, t- put a little tin file tent over it and it yeah. cook away inside the tin file.
13: Yeah. And my my big recommendation then is decide when you're, what time you're eating. Uh, take an hour off of that uh, for preparation and any 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 possibilities that could go wrong lumpy gravy and stuff like that mm. and uh start back on your on your turkey time then all
6: right all right tim have a great christmas at with every, you and all your colleagues at the the chicken inn and indeed everyone in the wonderful wonderful english market timilke um, 20 minutes a pound sorted out for kilos do it on your phone 80 degrees Eight, 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 and good luck with it. Oh, 0818 96, 96, 96 Now, Maria, this is a gorgeous little video. of This is the country clean lads coming for the bins, but they're done up as, and um, Emer was showing to you on her phone a while ago. The, the country clean are coming for the bin, but they're done up as, elv, as elves. What's this about? Hi, morning. Hi,
16: uh, how are you?
6: This is from Molly. Um,
16: yeah, Molly, Maisie, and Jack were watching on yesterday morning. <laughs>
6: Okay, so... But they what, watch every Wednesday. Yeah, so what What did they do? They came down with...
16: Um, yeah, they were dressed up with elves and uh, just glitching rubbish the usual. But sure, all waves and smiles, they all, my gang always go to see them. So, um, yeah.
6: Tell me about Molly.
16: So Molly has Down Syndrome. Okay. okay. So she was four last week. Oh. She's a, a rogue. <laughs>
6: yeah, she'll be she'd be mad for Santa, will she?
16: She's yeah, and she's saying Santana as well, and she um, yeah, she sent school the other day. yeah, she's getting excited. Yeah,
6: yeah, and and the country clean lads do this every year. That is up, up. Yeah, we did it
16: as well last year. We had a, a Santa in Elf last year, so um, they were so we were kind of excited. We're we're out uh, every Wednesday morning to see them because as soon as Molly hears the trucks coming or sees the lights. We have to go to the door.
6: <laughs> yeah, she runs out to meet them. Does she? Oh yeah,
16: every Wednesday and every Wednesday. Yeah, oh every Wednesday she and loves, we're like... she loves the bin <laughs> man. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> We're about three houses from the corner, so we keep waving and keep waving until they're going to notice her like in the corner, and they keep waving back fair play to them. That's
6: the best. She just loves the bin man, so at, at Christmas time, the bin man that this wonderful little girl loves us, so the dude that up as elves and snowmen and Santa and all
16: Yeah, I told uh, them very a few months ago about Molly, I'd say. You know, I don't know whether they knew or not, but I told them anyway, and they got their Christmas tips last week, so they're well worth their Christmas tips. They're played every week. They wave and
6: all their hellos and how are you? and that is so the cool. Kids love it. That is that is that is so kind. That is so kind. Listen, have a happy Christmas, everyone in the Canef family. Thank you. Take thank you as well. Thank
16: Cheers. you
6: very much. There's only there's only three more sleeps now. Now there's a challenge. Stuart and Middleton cabs. Could you play the power of love by Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Not a Christmas song. There ever was, but it was out at Christmas. You're right. It'll go into the list for tomorrow, Stuart. No promises, but we will have Christmas songs and some of those ones you can only play on that one particular day, which will be the last show of the year. Like, what, what kind of ones do I have? Like, there's, there's any number. Where's that little bank of tunes that I have sometimes? To... Yeah, you, there's any number. But obviously, you get stuff like this, right? And you might get this, right? People are asking for a picture of this, maybe. Without a shadow of doubt, you'll get something like this, right? And we've had a request in there for that one. So you never know what will happen tomorrow. And will we Will we be allowed? Will we be <laughs> you see I don't know you'll have to come back to me in the morning Uh, we've also got requests coming in for a clip from Die Hard let's face it a Christmas movie Die Hard and that request is coming all the way from Alaska so here's the deal my friend Don Fleming who emigrated from Cork in the '80s, a dear old friend of mine uh, now living in Alaska, having served with distinction in the u s military for many, many years uh, here 's the deal If you want me to play a little tip of diehard for you, then we 'll talk to you among other people away on the show tomorrow he 's listening there right now it 's the middle of the night in Alaska and Alaska, and it 's about minus three hundred and four it 's cold. Right, that's it. Program edited by Ima Rohe, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Back tomorrow to do it one more time before Christmas, just after nine.
3: We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. With your local mace, amazing value, sure to make you smile this Christmas.
0: Cork's 96FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.